Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode on the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Today is a Bible study breakdown episode. That's a lot of B's that I just said in a row. Bibles, babies, business, Bible study breakdown. Um, I love me some alliteration. Um, but today, I've been waiting for today. I've been waiting for this particular Bible study breakdown episode because we are officially in the gospel books. And we're kicking off with one of my favorite favorite books in the entire Bible, the book of Matthew. I'll get into that in a moment. I'll tell you why it's my favorite book of the Bible. But we are specifically studying. There's so many passages that we could have studied. I'll start with that. There's so many passages like we could probably spend a lifetime inside of the book of Matthew, which is what is so beautiful about the entire Bible. And I particularly am fond of the Gospels because that's where, you know, Jesus shows up on the scene is we could study this book for a lifetime and still not have scratched the surface of everything that the Lord wants us to know from it. So um, I recognize that, you know, today we're, we're, we're it's like one grain of sand on an entire beach. Like we're not going to cover the whole the whole book of Matthew, but I do want to focus in on a particular parable that Jesus taught, and that is a, the parable of the talents. And lately... I've been thinking a lot about the concept of time. Time in a day, time in a year, and time in like a lifetime. And which has led me to even even think and contemplate and ponder the concept of death. And no, this is not like a sad episode in any way. But, you know, I remember reflecting on Ecclesiastes 7.4 when it says a wise person thinks a lot about death while the fool only thinks about having a good time. And I thought to myself, well, why would God want us to think about death? And I believe it's because he wants us to really contemplate and ponder the value of life. And it's really hard to understand the value of life without considering the concept of death. And the fact that when it comes to time, there's not a never-ending amount of it here on earth. Now, when we are in heaven, we're going to spend eternity with the Father. And that is going to be a party. It's going to be never-ending. And it's going to be the most joy-filled experience farther than we can ever imagine. But here on earth, in these flesh suits that we all have on, in our humanness, We have a finite amount of time here on the planet. And that's a really honestly uncomfortable thing for us to consider, I think, as humans, because um, many of us can can think of that as scary. We can think of death as scary. And in our brain, um, I'm learning a lot about the brain, if you've been listening to the last several episodes, but um, our brain doesn't like to think about anything that is scary because it perceives it as dangerous to you. And your brain is really wanting to keep you safe. And so... Many of us, I would say, probably don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about death. But lately, I've been thinking, I've been thinking about death. And before we dive into today's episode, I have a few questions for you that you don't necessarily need to answer right now, but just questions to to sit with over the next couple days to maybe take into your Jesus time. And in order for me to present these questions to you, I want you to just imagine for a moment that you are meeting Jesus face-to-face, okay? That today, you are having a meeting with Jesus. Now, I pray a long, 
lasting, fruitful, health-filled life over every single person listening to this podcast, okay? Um, don't, don't think I'm saying that I'm something that I'm not saying. But for the purpose of this exercise, I want you just to imagine for a moment that today was the final day in your book and that you went and met Jesus today. You had a meeting with him today and you had to give an account for your life as up to today. Um, and, and my question is, what do you believe that God would say? What do you believe that God would say as you give your account of your entire life up to this point? Okay. Now I know that, um, this is a rather broad question. And honestly, as I was preparing this episode, I kind of think of this, this meeting with Jesus, who knows if I'm actually right. You know, I'm just, I'm just imagining I've never met Jesus face to face. Um, but I'm just imagining this kind of being like a, a year end review, you know, at companies, how like with employees that they'll have, um, a lot of times people in a managerial position will meet with, um, the people that they manage and they'll do a year end review, like, like a work performance review. And although the Lord is not asking us to work for um, salvation, that is so not the concept of the Bible, uh, I do believe that he has us here in assignment. So, so I just think about, you know, this interview with the Lord kind of being like a year-end review, if you will, or except for it's a lifetime review. Um, you know, again, I, I recognize that, that that's a pretty broad question. So let me break it down for you into a, a little bit more specific question. So again, imagine for a moment that you're sitting in an interview with Jesus. You got into heaven. Okay. Your spot is secure. Salvation is yours. That's not any concern. Um, but Jesus does want to sit down and just have kind of like an exit interview, if you will, um, and review your time with you uh, as you exit earth and you exit your, your flesh and you exit your skin suit that you were born in and you lived your life in. And he just wants to interview you as you exit the earth before you enter the pearly gates, okay? And he's doing this with zero shame, with no condemnation, and with no no sense of anxiety, okay? So that is the tone that I want to set as you are imagining this. All that being said, though, he, he does have some questions for you. And there are some pretty deep questions that you are going to have to answer. So let's say that this encounter, this interview with Jesus went a little something like this, okay? And I'm just imagining this. Who knows if this is accurate or completely far-fetched, but let's just imagine that it went a little something like this. And I'll use myself as an example, okay? Let's imagine that Jesus said, Cammie, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to see you. I have loved watching you all of these years um, from heaven. I've loved dwelling inside of you as the Holy Spirit. And I'm so, so thrilled and overjoyed to get to wrap my arms around you right now and, and, and welcome you into, into heaven. Um, quick questions, uh, just a couple quick questions for you, you know, prior to you, you know, walking into the pearly gates. Um, you know, I'd really love to hear your thoughts about your time on earth. You know, the time that I gave you on earth, I just would really love to understand, you know, and hear what your thoughts are about how you use that time. So as you know, you know, I, I specifically chose you, you know, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb and, you know, I made you perfectly and beautifully complex and, uh, you know, you were made in the image of me. So, um, I hope that that, that filled you with confidence. Um, and, and as you already know, I sent you to earth for many reasons, um, you know, First off, being to grow in your relationship with me and and decide for yourself that, you know, you wanted to be 
become a follower because, you know, love. Where there is love, there is also free will. And I wanted to give you that free will. Um, you know, I also sent you there to, to love your husband really well and to love your kids because, you know, you know, your family is your first ministry and, you know, check mark there. You, yeah, I, I felt like you did really good there. Um, but I also sent you to earth on assignment to show my love and to represent me to the world so that other people who, who maybe don't know me yet could come to know me through you, that you would represent me. And, you know, I have this whole game plan of like sending my followers into literally every single industry that there is, all the corners of the world. Like, you know, in like Mark 16, when I said, you know, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. <laughs> Pretty genius, right? <laughs> like it's marketing at its finest. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, you know, your corner of the world, Cami, was the coaching space. You know, I specifically told you that, you know, especially in Genesis, that, you know, I was going to make you in my image and then I wanted you to go out and have domain and reign over, you know, your corner of the earth. And not not domain over people, but domain over the industry that I've called you to. And I wanted you to have um, success in that area and prosperity uh, and really represent me well. So I'm just curious, you know, how do you feel that you did in completing that assignment. Silence. Pause. Imagine God asking that question to you. And, you know, I'm using myself as an example. And the assignment that I know that the Lord has ordained me for is to send me out into the coaching space to teach other women how to build wildly profitable and successful online coaching businesses in a way that honors the Lord to build their businesses on kingdom principles so that they can then go out and help to carry out transformations in their clients and be a minister to their clients. Yes, in, in their field, uh, in their niche of expertise, be that the fitness, the marketing, the business space, the mental health space, but also to be a representative of Christ and through that process, because God is so good, he's going to allow their family to be blessed financially. There's so many amazing, fruitful things that come from that. That's what I am ordained to do. So I'm asking these questions, but I want you to imagine God asking you these questions with your assignment. Okay, so that was question number one. You know, God saying, you know, hey, I'm Kimmy. You know, all of that being said, I'm curious, how do you feel that you did completing that assignment? Did you steward, you know, all the resources and the gifts that I gave you? You know, like all those things, all, you know, all the, the the financial resources, all the gifts, all the the people that I surrounded you with, all the skills, you know, all the books that I tried to like wave in your face to help you complete that assignment. Do you feel that you used all those resources and all those gifts to the best of your ability? And do you feel that you used all of the authority that I gave you in order to successfully carry out your assignment. Last question, Cami. Do you feel that you reached your God-given potential? Oh, how do you know? Oh, good question. Well, you know, there's a couple different measuring sticks here on, on how to know if you're, if you are uh, pursuing and reaching your, your full God-given potential. One of it, one of which is, you know, the fruits of the spirit, you know, joy, love, peace, you know, and, and the others. Um, the other one is that, you know, when you are using what I've given you to your fullest potential, those resources, they're going to multiply. 
So yeah, like joy, that's going to multiply love. That's going to multiply peace. That's going to multiply. Oh, and if you're in the business space, you know, yes, that, that does also mean financially, you know, that's going to multiply too. Cause you know, common sense, you know, if you don't, if you're not making profit, you don't have a business for much longer. So yeah, I'm just curious, you know, now that you understand the concept of, you know, what it means to live up to your full God-given potential, do you feel that you did, you know, with the time that I gave you here on earth? If you were to meet Jesus face-to-face today, how do you feel that that conversation would go? And I know that this is a really heavy intro. Most of my intros are just a couple minutes long. We're actually almost, we're, we're over 12 minutes into this intro and we have an entire episode left after this. But this is, this is heavy in a good way. I believe that, that these are things that God wants us to sit and contemplate with so that we can use this life for the purpose of which he called us to live this life. And there's many reasons why he has sent you here on earth, friend. Okay. And, and I want you to know that you are loved fully and entirely by God, whether you feel that you're completing your assignment or your full God-given potential or not. Like his love for you does not grow or decrease based upon your works. And your salvation is not dependent upon your works. And he has sent you here on assignment to do something. Okay. And, and that doesn't add to your value. Your value is secure in Christ. But you are supposed to do something while you're here on earth. Like one of the first things that God did after he made Adam is he gave him an assignment to tend to the garden. So how do you feel you are doing in completing your assignment? That's where I'm going to pause this intro. We're going to cue the music and we're going to actually get into the meat of this episode, which is understanding and diving into really studying the parable of the talents in a Bible study breakdown episode of the book of Matthew. Let's do it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, My husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. 
In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high-ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. Okay, so fun fact, Matthew is one of my favorite books of the Bible, and I actually even have a tattoo on my rib cage of Matthew 6.25. Years ago, as I was um, struggling with an eating disorder, one of the passages that I was reflecting on um, just just the most was Matthew 6.25 verse or, or through 34, which was the, if you remember it, it's the passage where the Lord says, you know, why do you worry? Why do you worry about what you will eat or drink about or about your body or what you will wear? And, and so for somebody who was really struggling in that season with an eating disorder, like that was my anchor scripture. And I put it on my ribs. I, I actually um, had it tattooed in reverse so that it could only be read in a mirror because one of the things that I would do when I was struggling with my eating disorders, I would go into the bathroom and I would lift up my shirt so that I could see my stomach area and I would turn to the side to see how um, thin or in my eyes at that time, you know, my eyes were distorted, how, how big or how little I was. And I would judge myself in the mirror. And so I specifically and strategically put that ver that, that, that verse on my ribs in reverse so that anytime I went into the bathroom and I turned to the side and I lift up my shirt and I, I went to go judge my body in the mirror, what would be staring back at me is the verse that, was talking about the scripture of why are you worrying about your body? Is, is, is life not more than food and your body more than clothes? So anyway, just a little backstory. The book of Matthew is one of my favorites. And one of the stories that has always stuck out to me in the book of Matthew is the parable of the talents. And if you remember, that is in Matthew chapter 25. And, and I've heard these scriptures in Matthew chapter 25, talked about multiple times. And I just love how beautiful of a picture it is of, you know, what it means to steward the gifts that God gives us and to invest in, invest our time, invest our resources into what the Lord gives us so that it can multiply and grow. And so what I want to do today is read through this passage. And there's multiple places where I'm going to stop as I'm reading this parable to you um, because there's there's different points that I felt the Lord really dropped in my spirit that I want to just talk to you about today, um, especially as, you know, this entire episode is all about are you reaching your full God-given potential as an online coach and Christian entrepreneur. So uh, if you go ahead and grab your Bibles, open up to, to Matthew chapter 25, I'm going to start in at verse 14. And it says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money, that stands for resources, to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. 
The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money. Okay, he invested. Um, th this is a principle that we need to understand that that we, whatever the Lord gives us, we are to invest into. That goes for your marriage. That goes for your children. That goes for your faith. That goes for your finances, coaches. That goes for your business. You are called. If the Lord gave you the business, you are actually being disobedient by not investing in it. And investing can be investing time. It can be investing energy. It can be investing resources, okay? So we're called to invest in what the Lord gives us to steward over. So um, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. Love it, okay? So you reap what you sow. You invest and you multiply back when you invest wisely. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work he went to work. I love that action. He took action. Okay. That's not even in my notes. Um, he took action and he earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. My first point in question that I want to ask you today is what has God given to you as a gift that you are hiding? What story are you hiding that God is wanting to use for his glory. There was a phrase that the Lord gave me, and it was, I know that I've heard this somewhere else, like this is not coming from Cammie's own brain, but it was your story for his glory. And I was just telling you about how I had that Bible verse tattooed on my ribs, and, and that really went back to the, to the season of my life where I was really struggling with an eating disorder. Um, that eating disorder, although... It was an incredibly painful season. I, I was in the hospital. Um, I had a heart condition. It, it was it was a very extreme and traumatic experience for me. But that eating disorder, that story, led me into having a a huge interest in the concept of nutrition, which led me to eventually get my bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics, which then led me to become an online fitness coach. And then becoming an online fitness and nutrition coach then led me to eventually um, start teaching other people how to grow their online businesses. That story that once was something that I felt very ashamed of, that I, that I honestly, um, it was hidden for a while. Like it wasn't out in the open that I had had an eating disorder for, for a while. Um, that story was always intended to be used for God's glory. Now, the Lord will share with you how he wants you to share that story, but that's how that's how I was called to share the story. This was an opportunity. The, the, this man was given one bag of silver, and it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to, to work and to steward and to invest in this bag of silver that he was given while the the what do they call him? the master was away on his trip and to do something with that time again there's that concept of time that we have a limited amount of it and we're called to do something with this time so really this was an opportunity to do something pretty cool but i believe that this man who hid the bag of money was not viewing the silver as an opportunity, but rather as a burden. How many of you are viewing what is actually an opportunity as a burden? 
How many of you are viewing money as a burden right now, rather than an opportunity to glorify the Lord? How many of you are viewing your business as a burden because it's not making the money that you want it to make yet? You're not getting the clients you wanted to get. How many of you are viewing your business as a burden? You're even thinking about shutting it down instead of an opportunity that the Lord could use your business as a vehicle to facilitate transformations, life-changing transformations to your clients. Oh, and a vehicle by which God is going to allow you and your family to get out of debt and create generational wealth for both you, your children, and your children's children. Because, you know, in Proverbs 13, it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Friend, understand, you cannot pass down an inheritance that you do not have. Uh, like we're, we're also thinking about this concept of death and like if you were to meet Jesus today, would your children be set up for success? Okay. These are just questions that uh, you don't need to have. You don't need to answer these questions to me. Just sit with these questions. Okay. You need to understand. I need to understand. We all need to understand that, that someday at the end of our life, we will be asked to give an account for how we used his gifts, his resources during our time here on earth. Okay. So I just left off on verse 18, where it says that um, the man dug a hole in the ground to, to hide that one bag of silver. Starting in at verse 19, after a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they used his money. This is a perfect vision. Again, that you will someday be asked to give an account to God about how you used your time, your resources, the, the gifts that he gave you here on earth. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Let me pause right here and bring to you my second point. Those who steward well, what little they have will be given more. And what will they be given more of? Responsibilities. You know, I, I, as I was preparing for this episode, I was reflecting on the past several years. And for the longest time, um, for several years, Lucas and I were living in this teeny tiny little apartment. You've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast if you've been listening for a while. And it was this incredibly small, unimpressive apartment. And for the longest time, we wanted a house. The reality was we weren't ready for a house. We weren't ready for a house from a maturity standpoint, and we certainly weren't ready for a house from a financial standpoint. But eventually, the Lord had molded our character and done a work in our finances to where we could afford a house. And the house that we got was the exact to a T house that I wanted. The Lord provides, friends, okay? Let me just say that. And we've been in this house now since 2021. But just last week, we had 
<laughs> the unexpected expense of home ownership. And it was not a small expense. It was actually a four-figure expense. And our refrigerator went out. <sighs> Which meant, you know, we did our due diligence, right? So now, you know, had our refrigerator gone out in the apartment, we would not have had the responsibility of replacing that refrigerator. Okay, because we were renting, we didn't own it, we were renting and the apartment complex was would have been responsible for replacing the fridge. But now because we had stewarded well what the Lord had given us back then and Lord had had um, allowed us to graduate to the next level of homeownership, we now had more responsibility. So this time when something happens, now it's our responsibility. So when the fridge goes out, we now have to call somebody to come out and look at it. And when they told us, hey, you know, this is going to be really expensive for you to fix, you know, and we realized we're going to have to go buy a whole nother fridge. That responsibility was on us. And I love this. This the Lord is so cool. That happened last week. I had no idea that this was going to be um so beautifully aligned with the episode that we're talking about today. This is a principle of stewardship, that when you steward well what you have been given, you will be given more responsibility. And yes, that does mean like more, like abundance, like you'll give, be given more to steward, but with that comes more responsibility. And so we're so grateful that um, not only did we have the means to get a new fridge, um, it came with the fact that we, it's, it's wild. We didn't have, we weren't worried about how were we going to pay our other bills? This was a four figure expense. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord has done such a work in our finances too. We were able to, to handle that expense and not worry about how all of our other bills were going to get paid. And the month that our fridge went out, we had two, um, unexpected income, like, additions to our income that month. The Lord provides. Again, friend, this is a principle of stewardship, that when you steward well what little you have, you will be given more to steward over, which means you'll be given more responsibilities. And for some people, um, it's easy to get frustrated with the fact, well, God, just give me more to steward now. I can't tell you, friend, how frustrated I was for those years that we were in that teeny tiny little apartment. Maybe you're frustrated right now because you're like, God, I am not even making $1,000 in my business. Like, I promise I can handle it, God. Just like, give me like, just drop five clients in my lap. Like, I can handle the 10K months. <laughs> God knows us better than we know ourselves. And for anybody that is feeling frustrated about their current circumstance, that is feeling frustrated with the little that they feel that they've been given to steward over, I want to remind you of Zechariah 4.10. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So good. And the Lord will be faithful to give you more to steward over when we are faithful in stewarding what we currently have. Okay, we're keeping it going. Um, verse 24. Okay, so the man that had five bags of silver, he invested, worked really hard, earned five more. The man who had two bags of silver invested, worked really hard, earned two more. Okay, so now we're at verse 24 and we're, they're about to address the man that had one bag of silver. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering, excuse me, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. 
I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If I knew, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? I could have at least gotten some interest on it. I want to reflect back on the verse when it says, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. This servant had a false perception about who his master's identity was. I love this lesson that we can glean from this, friends. When we do not know God's true identity, we misuse our resources and we drift away from the opportunities that God has for us. Why? Because when we don't understand God's true identity, we make decisions from the wrong place. For example, when we do not understand God's true identity, that he is a provider, that he is gentle, that he is loving, that he is merciful, that he is graceful, that he is able, and so on and so forth. When we do not understand that and we have a false perception of God, we make decisions out of fear, scarcity, lack, fear of punishment, trauma, etc., 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 and it leads to misuse of resources, missed opportunities, and destruction. This man says, <laughs> I was afraid. It says, it literally says, I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. In other words, so I didn't even try. I was afraid, so I hid. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like Adam and Eve after they ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And when they ate the fruit, they became afraid, so they hid. I also reflect back to the verse, I think it's in Corinthians, where it talks about how God loves us with a perfect love. And in God's perfect love, there is no fear. Because if there's fear, then there is a fear of punishment. This servant that had the one bag of silver literally said, I knew you were a harsh man, which was false. I was afraid I would lose your money. Okay, so he was afraid of punishment. So what did he do? He misused the resources. Therefore, he missed the opportunity to multiply it. And he missed out on, I'm sure, what was the blessing that the master had for him for when he multiplied it. He missed out on all of that because he had a he had a false perception of who God's identity was. Friend, I want to come to you today humbly and say that I am learning this right along with you. I am no better. I am just someone that is simply learning every single day, making mistakes, trying my best to repent and walk in the path that God has for me. I'm also someone who who because of God's grace, is recognizing that we all have an assignment here. And for many of you listening on this podcast, probably most of you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening to this podcast because there's a part of you that believes that that assignment is a coaching business. Yes, you have more than one assignment here on earth. You are called to love the Father first and foremost. That is your purpose, is to dwell and be with the father. You're called to love your husband. You're called to steward over your children. Of course, not like those things don't replace, don't, don't, um, 
those things are not like, what do I say? Your, your business is not more important than your family. Your business is not more important than your faith. And you still have other assignments. I'm called to love my husband. I'm called to, to steward of the children that I will have someday. And I'm called to have domain and reign in the online coaching industry. Not so I can have a big fancy flashy house and drive a Cadillac, although those are not bad things. Those are actually goals of mine. But that's not the ultimate purpose. The ultimate purpose is so that the Lord can send us out into all the corners of the earth and we can be a representative for him there. That through somebody coming to work with me in my coaching business, building their business, throughout that process, they would get to experience the love of Christ through me and come to have a deeper relationship and deeper knowing of him. Friend, we all have assignments. And the questions that I want to leave you with today is, if you were to meet Jesus face to face today and give an honest account about how you are stewarding over the resources and the gifts that he's given you, how do you think that conversation would go when he asks you, hey, how do you feel you're doing on your assignment? Not from a place of shame, not from a place of judgment, but just from an honest place of reviewing, being able to observe ourselves and give an honest account of, God, this is how I feel I'm doing. And friend, if you're here today and you're like, you know what? I feel like I'm not stewarding it well, or I could be stewarding it more. I don't feel like I'm living up to my full God-given potential. In fact, I know that there is more in me to give than I am giving, but I'm not doing it because there's a part of me that is fearful. Friend, I want to ask you to dig deeper. Do you feel, do you truly understand the identity of the father? Because if you don't understand the identity of the father, then you will misuse the resources and miss out on the opportunities. Not because he doesn't have them for you, but because you just don't understand his, you have to understand God's identity in order to appropriately use the resources that he's given you. So I just want to say a prayer today over anybody that's listening that feels maybe like they're in a season where they're not, they're not, they just aren't living up to their full God-given potential. They're not walking in the action steps that he's called. They're not walking in the assignment. They're not making progress. And I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about progress. And this isn't about you working your way into heaven or working for God's approval. You are loved and valued just as you are. There is no, God could not love you more than he already does. And you completing the assignment or not completing the assignment is not going to change God's love for you. Scripture tells us that. And because we love the Father, we want to walk in obedience, which means carrying out our assignment. So I'm going to go ahead and pray over everybody today, and then we'll close out. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, for Lord, for using me as just speaking through me, Lord, and allowing this microphone to, to speak the word to your daughters that you want them to hear. Father, I pray that for every anyone listening that 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 just knows and has that conviction in their heart, not anxiety, not shame, not judgment, but a conviction in their heart that they know that they have not been living up to their full God-given potential, that they know that they have not been taking the action steps that you've called them to, Lord. I pray that there would be a radical change of their heart, Lord, that this episode would just, that you speaking to them through this episode would just be a catalyst for them to you know, waking up out of out of fear, out of anxiety, out of scarcity, out of lack, out of fear of punishment, out of anything that is holding them back from completing the assignment 
that you've given them. Lord, I pray that that every single woman listening to this podcast would come to know you and your identity. Because Lord, we have to understand who you are in order to appropriately use the resource that you resources that you've given us. Father, I pray a blessing over each and every one of these women. I pray that they would know that they are deeply loved and that their works are not adding to their value. They are valuable as they are. You're not giving us assignments so that we can be more valuable to you. You're giving us assignments because you love us so much and we are already valuable and you want us to help multiply this message to other people. And you love us so much that you'll bless us as we are walking in obedience. I pray over each one of these women, Lord, that you just would speak to their hearts exactly whatever it is that they need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey coach, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you, I love you, and I'll see you in the next episode.